Welcome to next. Happy day to you. Hefe, you there? I got some news for you. Now, I'm going to do like everybody else and fast forward four minutes on this podcast. Sadly, you cannot do that because I got some news that you have to pay attention to. Verizon Wireless is in a little hot water because they've got some ringtones uh, posted to their website. Bob Marley ringtones, they say, are posted illegally. So uh, Verizon says it's going to be kind of a long legal battle, but they really plan on weeding through it. All that set up for a pun. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I expected more. Uh, yeah, so Bob Marley um, and the ring... I, you know, I've actually heard this being a big deal as far as ringtones and not being able to get them on your certain phone. I would like for you to be able to comment and everything, but I got more news to get to, and we've only got a set amount of time, so let me move on to the next one. Al Gore has been invited to the Emmys this year, so uh, Al Gore will be on the red carpet. <sighs> uh, can't think of... Anything more <sighs> exciting? I tell you, it'd be exciting. Al Gore on the <gasps> red carpet. So you're saying it's boring? That's what your that's what the sound effects are. I know one thing. He could probably spruce whoa, up whoa, this sorry. monologue. Sorry, sorry, I didn't I, mean to fall asleep. I could see it. where Al Gore maybe could possibly do that. We. Well, where were we at? I, I kind of drifted off there. I'm sorry. I have no idea. I hate you and I hate this. Well, I'll just bring some more news to you. Maybe we'll excite it up a little bit. Britney's lawyers are seeking to, quote, stop the madness. And which, uh, stop the madness is referring to her uh, getting her files sealed during her custody dispute. So all these media people can't look at everything going on in the courts while she's fighting for custody with KFED. Not... Stop the Madness as referring to maybe getting her vagina burned shut. Am I supposed to comment at this point or later? Because I keep getting cut off every time I want to get going commenting on something. Of course, Brittany was in the news this week. It was big news. The VMAs. I would like to give you all the time in the world, but I don't have it. I'm not Jesus Christ. I have more news for you, though. <laughs> Boston is planning on showing Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory in what they call Smell-O-Vision. Smell-O-Vision is, I guess, where they pump in different scents that go along with the movie. So you're sitting in there watching the movie and say a scene happens where there's a lot of chocolate, so you'll just smell the chocolate yeah, during that scene. Yeah, I figured what vision was. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not going to go to Willy Wonka smell vision but I will show up to week two when they do the smells of the movie The Accused. This movie smells like rape. So does this bit. Next. 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 What's next? One hour. The top ten stories of the week. According to them, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Next is now. I'm El Jefe. I'm J-Dubs. Welcome to the next Cast 7. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the week? YouTubing for college credit. Boy kills parents so he won't disappoint them anymore. Or website creates and verifies... 
your adultery alibis. The details on these stories, where they're going to rank in this week's top ten, are next with us, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Of course, hosting these next casts. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for downloading them all. We did the show on Terrestrial for a couple weeks in New York. We'll host The Hideout in Orlando and also Washington, D.C. MySpace.com slash Next Radio to get the previous top tens as well. Go there and get those. NextRadioFans.com, FullBlownAids.com, RonFez.net, WackBag.com. It's my understanding, JayAndDroFans.com. Really? Yeah. Nice. And YardstickOfDeath.com. There's a lot of places on the internet where you can go uh, find and discuss this show. We've got our own little slice of the web. I'm telling you, man, the amount of downloads that we have gotten so far is crazy. Overwhelming almost, you know? It It, is overwhelming. It doesn't doesn't seem that we would be able to get the kind of downloads we get with virtually no promotion. We have our buddies Ryan and Fez and all these websites handing out, but it's bleeding over into people I never thought would listen to us, kind of people from different edges of the country that I've never even visited. Absolutely. So that's very, very cool. Um, now, before we started the taping mm-hmm. of this next cast, and I don't want to give specifics, but that really shitty bit you just did? Yeah, yeah, that's getting that's being stolen by a uh, show that used to come on before us. I'm not going to say which show that came on before us, now, let's, but one of the shows that come on before us, and maybe if you've heard it, you know what we're talking about, but someone's stealing my bits. Of all the bits to steal, that's the one. Is it done in the exact same way? I guess the Tonight Show music is not being used, but other than that, it is a carbon copy. It's like the match game or something. But at the same time, you, Dubs, I would say, ripped off this bit from Don and Mike, who used to do their groaners before they would start their show. I've always... I always liked it. This is where I got the bit from. I didn't steal it from a radio, but I did steal I mean, it's a monologue. It's not the most original thing in the world, but I never heard a monologue no, on no, the no, radio. No. You're leaving out an adjective. It's a shitty monologue. Oh, all of them are <laughs> shitty, though. All monologues are terrible. That's the great part about it. I don't have to, I don't have to work that hard at this bit, you know? So, Obviously. That being said, I never heard one on the radio before, so I figured, you know what? It would be funny. Once a week. Actually, that was my idea. I'm like, we had to do a monologue on the radio. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, it was. Uh, uh, I said, I asked you, what do you think of doing a monologue? You're like, ugh. No, I said, you know what would be funny? A monologue on the radio. Then Mm-mm. you executed it. Mm-mm. Then I said, I, ugh. I tried to uh, talk Giant Brian into doing one over at Ron Fest. This is how long I've thought about monologues on the radio. Well, and why you- don't you share it with your partner? By the way, speaking of the past and you and Giant Brian and the whole uh, JFK days, it feels like that. Why? Let me tell you why. It feels like that hideout. Remember when we used to be in the hideout at JFK? There were times we'd come in, produce Ron and Fez's Fastest Hour, then do stuff during the day. Then I'd have to maybe sit in during the Donna Mike show and help archive mm-hmm. shows, screen phone calls, and then produce Ron and Fez. And then you and I would do the hideout, and we did not see each other all day until we got on the air. We live together now, and it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Me and my chick are like, have you seen Dubs this week? We know he still lives here because his dog is here. So I'm, I'm around. I just I carry odd hours now working and everything. So I'm, We're my, all on different schedules. My wake time's all night. 
you know, and then I go to bed for a few hours and then I wake up at two or three in the afternoon. So that's when you guys are up and around. And when you guys go to work, I wake up, uh, have a couple hours before I go to work, then I go to work, and then when I come home, you guys are sleeping. So how are you, Dubs? I'm doing pretty good. I'm oh, feeling well. Good. I just wanted to get that out of the way because <laughs> I hadn't seen you. So How about you? I'm fantastic. I'm four pounds lighter. Ooh. Thank you very much. Well on my way to reaching a goal. You know, and we, we can't even prep together for like the next cast or something. I have to get an email from Hefe of stuff we've found so far, and then I have to add to it and then send it back to him, just like we were living in another country. Yeah, here's what's fun, too, is I have really no idea what your thoughts are on any of these stories that are coming up. That's why it's going to be fun. Especially the ones involving, I'll just give you a little tease, sports. So I'm really excited because I have a feeling that you and I may disagree on I'm that. I'm sure we will. When it comes up. With all that being said, Dubs, Next Cast 7 starts now. Next. Next. Story number 10. 10. A Venezuelan man who had been declared dead woke up in the morgue in excruciating pain after medical examiners began their autopsy. 33-year-old guy declared dead after a highway accident taken to the morgue where examiners began to autopsy only to realize something was amiss when he started bleeding they quickly sought to stitch up the incision in his face how do you mistake was his pulse that weak is that possible you you think if the blood was pumping you would know that this man's alive Part of me is, okay, it's Venezuela, so maybe they're way far behind, no. but then they're fucking doing autopsies, yeah, and yeah. it's 2007, you know what I mean? So there's no way they're that far behind. I mean, you know, this country in 1930s would have been able to figure this out, so I think third world countries now can figure it out. I woke up because the pain was unbearable. His grieving wife turned up at the morgue to identify her husband's body, only to find him removed to a corridor and alive. I mean, at that point... When you wake up and uh, everybody thinks you're dead, you got to run a bit. Don't tell the wife that I'm alive. I'm going to go home, sneak into the closet, wait for her to go to bed, and haunt her. I would love to do a haunting and just see if I can freak out people out. This <laughs> <laughs> is my ghost taking hey, hey, you it's my wife. It's not rape. Uh, yeah, or even do a psycho scene where she's in the shower, then pull back the shower curtain with a knife. <laughs> you gotta fuck with her a little bit. Now, this is straight out of every fucking Twilight Zone, Outer Limits. There even was, that Lost episode, remember the, when, when yes. uh, there was that spider bite thing? And that was a very odd episode. It had nothing really to do with the Lost storyline. But there was a whole thing where an odd spider bit one of the Lost people. And what the spider did was kind of made you seem like you were dead. Paralyzed you and And slowed down your heart rate and everything. So if you appeared to be dead. So these two people appeared to be dead and then they got buried alive. What was also in A Nightmare in Dreamscapes, uh, that little special Mm -hmm. that was on TNT a couple of years ago, and it was this exact same kind of scenario where the guy was really alive, he was conscious the whole time, and he was paralyzed and he couldn't say anything. So it's just fucking crazy that this stuff actually happens. Well, I was watching Outer Limits this week, and it was about yeah, um, yeah, it was about this uh, this kid robot that this guy was building, and he he built this robot and made the memory and brain functions of the robot to mirror his dead son because he went he went through this whole project and was able to scan a brain before his son died and created 
a robot son. And that was what the whole thing was about, him being really creepy, trying to uh, recapture his dead son, and ends up, in the end, uh, killing himself and making himself into a robot so him and his son can live together as robots. That's kind of gay, honestly. Yeah. Pedophile-ish, I guess. It, it, was a very, it was a very odd outer limits. And then the next day, I was listening to Ron and Fez, and I guess there's this kid robot... That or yeah, I've seen photos of it. It's not in the next cast, but there is a like a boy robot, and it looks exactly like the one that's on that Outer Limits. Really, exactly and, like it. And the creator of this this robot and the the real robot in the news is named after the guy's son. I mean, it is exactly <laughs> the Outer Limits episode. I don't trust robots, just like Ron Bennington says he can't trust robots, and I don't trust science. I don't trust religion or science because. Religion is naive. Science is psychotic. They will try things that sci-fi has told us never to try. I think they partly try it to see if it is possible. Like, I know sci-fi warns, but you're like, man, that there's something interesting. You know, somebody in their mind thought up this scenario. Could we actually make robots, you well, know, that would eventually take over the world like iRobot or, you know, Terminator. Well, I mean, it, just because you can doesn't mean you should. We try to bring back killer flus and plagues <laughs> for no reason to see if we can bring it back and create an antidote for it, even though the the, the uh, disease is dead. There's no reason to bring it back. Yeah, there's that, too, and uh, the whole thing of, like, bringing back space rocks that oh, have some sort God. of an algae on it that who, you know, I don't know what I, it is. I, I, I go psychotic when people, you know, send these rovers to different planets and try to scoop up dirt and bring it back. What are you doing? And they say there is life on Mars, some sort, or there was. There could be these little living microorganisms in the dirt that are going to just mutate when they get into the Earth's atmosphere and fuck our world. Now, what about the man? Literally, they're just gonna they're they're gonna grow really big and put their big viral penis right up our fucking ocean. Uh, what about the uh, man-made black holes? Oh, have you ever seen like any specials on these things? No, I don't they watch. were. Uh, well, I heard about this probably two months ago, where they delayed the project. They were hoping to have it done in like a year. Uh, what they're trying to do? They're trying to create a black hole on Earth. So small that they say it won't do anything. But there is the possibility that the black hole can start sucking in everything. And then our whole world will be sucked in to this black hole. Because we just want to see if we can create a black hole. I think it's pretty cool. Why not? I think we failed. Let's go ahead and take out the solar system. What it's going to do, yeah, it's going to create nothingness. And there's nothing I fear more than nothingness. And if there is a God... That's what happens when we die. Nothingness. That's more scary than hell to me. When there was nothing before you, like, just think, you have no memory of anything before you. Actually, I do. What? I was a king. Shut up. Stop it. Hey, speaking of these scenarios that are sci-fi... Sometimes there are horror movie scenarios Mm -hmm. that end up being true to life. This one I'm going to go ahead and throw in here in number 10. This is the story of a woman who was held hostage for a week Mm -hmm. and basically raped and brutalized by six people in West Virginia. We got a next next download on this. 
Next download. Police say these Big Creek, West Virginia buildings were torture chambers where for at least a week, 20-year-old Megan Williams was held captive and brutalized. Six West Virginians, a mother and son, mother and daughter, and two other men are facing charges including kidnapping, torture, and sexual assault. What is more creepy, West Virginia or Florida? West Virginia just seems more creepy. Florida's out there with their creep, but they, they wear their fucked upness on their sleeve. West Virginia is sneaky scary. Now, I would say Florida because we essentially have a West Virginia in the panhandle. There's like this whole... That's why part of the reason why Florida is so fucked up because there are so many variations of fucked up in this state. I think we have an excuse, though. It's the sun. The sun fucks with us. West Virginia has no excuse except for their insane. Yeah, they're insane. They're, you know, they're, they're hillbillies. That's what I was going to say. What... What scares you more, like a fucking redneck or being in the ghetto? Ghetto, just because I've lived in redneck areas. I can handle a redneck. I know how to speak their lingo. I can get out of any situation with a redneck. Uh, I've never really lived in the ghetto. I'm never really scared while driving or walking through any kind of ghetto. But if I were to be scared, it would be in the ghetto. Yeah, I'm more comfortable in the ghetto than, and probably because of the fact that I'm Latino. And I'm sure, I think there was a comedian once that said it best, but like, you're in the ghetto, you know, they just shoot you. But in, you know, in the country, they'll shoot you and then they'll rape you and then they'll shoot you again and eat you a stew. Yeah, in any order there, too. They'll rape you, shoot you, make you stew, or they'll make you into stew, rape the stew, and then eat the stew. (laughs) I mean, they, they really don't have any kind of order. Next to download. Police went to the site in Big Creek, West Virginia, after receiving an anonymous tip that a woman was being held there against her will. Upon approaching the place, uh, deputies found uh, Frankie Brewster sitting on the front porch. Uh, got to talking to her. She got up and walked toward the door, and a young black lady came to the door and said, Please help me. Just say it. Drop the end bomb there. I know you want to. Oh, just wait on And here's what's interesting. This is so fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre because grandma's just sitting on the front porch rocking while inside these atrocities are going on. And this girl comes out bleeding, raped. Help me. This is the this in this autopsy story. That's shit that's only supposed to come out of Hollywood. Not happen for real. Much less, you know, in 2007. It's craziness. Next download. According to the criminal complaint, Frankie Brewster allegedly beat Williams and forced her to perform sexual acts on her. Bobby Brewster, the complaint goes on, sexually assaulted Williams, forced her to eat dog and rat feces, lick up blood, and drink from a toilet. We did that. Combs allegedly held a knife and forced the victim to perform oral sex, sexually assaulted, and cut her several (laughs) times. Karen Burton allegedly pulled and cut Williams' hair, choked her, and cut her ankle with a knife while uttering a racial slur. Alicia Burton also allegedly pulled out and cut the victim's hair and sliced her with a knife. Hold on. Why even bring up the racial slur at that point in the story or if you're doing all this? Are you going to hurt her feelings any more than when you're, you're raping her? Why do you have to throw the N-bomb out of that point? Do you think if you, like, it would hurt a little bit more? Like, I'm going to sit here and think to myself, all right, this fucking group of hillbillies are raping me and beating me and then are yelling spick at me. Like, does you that make look her- at him and say, that's rude. <laughs> I mean, I, there's criminal and now there's just rude. Next download. Police say George Messer allegedly poured hot water over Williams while she was sexually assaulted by another suspect. 
She had two black eyes. Uh, part of her hair had been pulled out. Uh, she had lacerations really <laughs> on her legs, uh, marks on her neck, and uh, she had been physically, mentally, and sexually abused. The six suspects are in jail pending bond. They've asked for court-appointed attorneys. The FBI is investigating whether the alleged torture of the Charleston woman is a hate crime. Why is CNN uh, yeah. using Megan Williams' name? Because the family says it wants Seems the like public crime, to know really. what happened. Just how the young woman met the suspects is unclear. The six all have a long list of prior arrests. Kathleen Koch, CNN, Washington. This is fucking straight out of an Eli Roth movie. There is a whole other America out there that we seem to ignore. As left-wing type guys, we don't get that there are all these crazy fucked up people that vote for Bush. I'm sure. <laughs> These are the guys who vote right. I, this is like, like in that base for Roe. We're like, I don't understand that. Everybody I talk to, yeah, they're, they're, they hate Bush. These motherfuckers These, believe yeah. there are weapons of mass destruction. And there's all, of the, and there's a whole country of these kind of people out there that we just don't encounter. So, do you think a place like Hostel probably exists? Well, if I, I heard a uh, interview with the director of Hostel, and that's they got the whole premise over a internet posting of a hostile type situation like where they were trying to get people who wanted to torture if you could, could you know, which i finally watched hostile this week for the first time really yeah what'd you think i loved it i thought it was i thought it was hilarious <laughs> so if you could would you torture a human being in that way in the way that these people are di- and there's no way you're getting caught let's just say you could walk in there and walk out like hostile or these people probably thought they were going to get away with it. There's no way they expected her to live. Yeah. Could you do it? I don't think so. With someone crying and begging for their lives. Yeah, I, I like to think that when I hate someone enough, I would like to fucking torture them a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I could never rape someone. No, That's I something I could never do. But, but I could kill. I, I, I like to think that I could. I don't know if I can. I think I could. And I never thought that way until the way we used to treat our old producer Chunks and how much joy I got out of it. You would get excited. There would be an excitement to your face. It was weird. So if I had the opportunity... You just light up. I, and I, you know, Chunks is tied down to one of those things, you know, chained down and I could slit his Achilles with uh, with a scalpel. I think I might actually do it. Now I'll say this. I could never do it to an animal. Yeah, I could do it to a human way before I could do it to an animal. Which is fucked up, and therefore lies the whole situation with Michael Vick. Next, 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 next story number nine. Somewhat related, possibly, 80s television icon MacGyver has beaten Indiana Jones, James Bond, and Jack Bauer as the fictional hero most Americans would want by their side in the event of a disaster. In the survey commissioned by the McCormick Tribute Foundation, participants were given a choice among seven fictional heroes for help in an emergency. 27% said they would want MacGyver to help them uh, should disaster strike. How stupid are Americans? Why? Because out of all the people listed so far, and I have the rest of them later on, Mm -hmm. MacGyver's the biggest pussy. Well, I mean, he's, he's weak, but obviously... This was kind of some internet survey or something like that where a bunch of nerds got involved and voted because he, he's a nerd hero. He can do anything with very little. He's not even the guy from an 80s TV show. If you just wanted to narrow it down to that that I would want, I'd want uh, somebody from the A-team. 
You know what I mean? That's like picking Murdoch's. face when you could have had Murdoch or you could have had B.A. or you could have had the leader. What was the leader's name? You remember the white-haired guy? Anyway, MacGyver, as you said, was known for putting together all sorts of little gadgets to get himself out of um, uh, problems. situations. Yeah. All right, so here's the breakdown. MacGyver was followed by Indiana Jones at 16%, John McClane from Die Hard mm-hmm. at 14%, James Bond and Jason Bourne at 8% each, oh. Laura Croft from Tomb Raider, and Jack Bauer each got 7%. Who are these sissies who aren't going to be with the chick? Who's not going to be with Laura Croft? She has a pussy, and she can get you out of these situations. And who doesn't want Matt Damon next to you the whole time, having a nice midget running around with you with those short arms and smushed face? I tell you, the, the survey's racist. I wouldn't want any of these crackers with me. I'd want a nice minority by my side. Notice they didn't throw in, like, think of the following people. I'd like Ving Rhames and his pit bulls. Uh, Jackie Chan. That's a motherfucker that I'd want on my side if I was in a fucking sticky situation. He's annoying. Uh, and have you ever walked around the nation? They just keep on taking pictures of everything. It's, it is annoying. Um, the guy who's in all of right, the... I've seen the ocean. He's Leave like, it alone. He's the buff Mexican dude. He's been in From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, he yeah. He has, like, he, has, he has the big uh, uh, tattoo. Danny Trejo, I think, is his name. I think. That's a motherfucker I'd mm. want on my side because that's a badass. My group of minorities in a gang fight would beat up these fucking nerds like Indiana Jones and Laura Croft and fucking James Bond. How about the Reed and Rainbow guy that's in Roots? Hey, he's not going to talk. Talk about Jack Bauer being in situations where you know he's, he's being tortured and he doesn't talk. I think that uh, Reed and Rainbow Roots guy could do a lot more. Next. Next. Story number eight. Number eight. Dubs, this is normally set aside for the next hack list, but we're not going to be doing any features in the next mm-hmm. casts. We will just usually do the stories. So story number eight is from Popular Mechanics, Glenn Reynolds' article, and it's 25 skills every man should know. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to run through these 25 real quick, and we'll just go through whether or not we know how to do them. All and right. if you're at home, play along. And I guess we can, knowing the 25, but let's say... Out of these 25, should you know how to do at least 15 of them to be a man? I would say, yeah. I would say 20. I think you, you, have, a, you have five that you don't need to know. You may disagree whenever you hear the complete list. Because okay. I don't think you've even seen it yet. All right. Patch radiator, radiator hose. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Protect your computer. Um, I know how to download spyware and virus protector. I mean, I don't know if that would count. My chick does that for me. Uh, rescue a boater who's been capsized. No. I don't know how to do that. Frame a wall. Yes. I don't know how to do that. Retouch digital photos. No. Now, the whole thing about this, too, is why a there's... modern man. Yeah, where there are new things now that you got to know about technology. Uh, my chick does that, too. Back up a trailer. Yes. I do know how to do that. Build a campfire. Yes. Now, is that with just twigs? No, or? I, I, think, I think you can light it with uh, different stuff, but you can't use uh, uh, like gasoline or anything. And it, a, a fire is kind of difficult, more difficult than people give it credit for to get started and keep going. Right. Uh, I always go with the teepee method. Okay. I'm going to have to say yes to that one. Okay. I think I could do that. Fix a dead outlet. Yes. 
I don't know how to do that. My chick does. Navigate with a map and compass. Yes. I can do that. Use a torque wrench. Yes. I don't know how to do that. <gasps> what? Sharpen a knife. Yes. Knives dull? Yes, it dull. There's a knife sharpener if you really want to use something that cheap on the back of your uh, can opener. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Perform CPR. Yes. That I do know. I am certified for that as a personal trainer. I haven't, I haven't taken a class on it since the 10th grade, but yes. Filet a fish. Yes. Do not know how to do that. It's I a very th- nifty uh, 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 little thing to know, which uh, I haven't fished in probably seven or eight years. But I leave that to the grocery store. <laughs> Maneuver a kid, uh, ca- a kid. Maneuver a car out of a skid. Yes. I know how to do that. Uh, yeah, you lived in Michigan for a while. You have to. Oh, yeah. Get a car unstuck. Yes. I know how to do that. I'd help you learn that one. <laughs> Backup data. Yes, I think. No, I'm, I'm going to write a no on that one. Yeah, I mean, I have a vague idea, but I mm. think it would take forever. Carbonite.com. Yes, Carbonite. <laughs> All right, so I'm in a circle. Yes, I do know how to do that. Paint a room. Yes. No. Mix concrete. Yes. Nope, don't know how to do that. Clean a bolt-action rifle. No. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Change oil and filter? Yes. Yeah, I need to do that. Can you do that for me? I'm probably about 10,000 miles overdue. Yeah, so am I. I just I, I, I don't do that because I don't know how. It's because I don't want to, and I really just don't want to. In Florida, I don't want to do anything that has to do with being outside. So I, I pay someone to do that for now on. 25 skills every man should know. Just a few more. Hook up a HDTV. Yes. Don't know how to do that. Bleed brakes? Yes. They bleed? <laughs> There's fluid for your brakes. And you can't have any air in there. So you have to pump them, bleed them. Holy shit. Uh, no idea about that. Paddle a canoe? Yes. Nope. Fix a bike flat? Yes. Nope. And extend your wireless network? No. My chick does that. Actually, my chick fixes the flat and does the oil and fill. Okay. All right. So I don't know five of them. You don't know five? Yep. I don't know how to rescue a boater who's been capsized, retouch digital photos, backup data, clean a bolt action rifle, or extend your wireless network. So most of them are the, uh, the digital age ones. I don't know 18. 18? I only got seven. And I was being generous. Because I have back up a trailer, build a campfire, navigate with a map and compass, perform CPR, maneuver a car out of a skid, get a car unstuck, and back up data, Carbonite.com. Those are the only ones that I know, and I, I was being I, I mean, gracious. I, I, I know Carbonite.com. I can do that one. No, you can't. Bullshit. But I, I'm not even taking credit for that one. I marked that as a no. I blame my dad for this because he always said, make enough money to ha- pay someone else to have to do this shit for you. Unfortunately, that I'm not making yet. enough money to... <laughs> That's uh, kind of a bullshit type thing to teach your kid because... There's no guarantee that you're going to... I guarantee my dad knows about the same ones as me. I absolutely guarantee you. So he didn't teach you not because he thinks you should make enough money to do it, but it's because he doesn't know either. 
Well, that but that was his rationale was that he was going to go to work and make monies so that he could pay someone else to worry about that shit. All right, realistically, what's some shit as a man you should know how to do? Like, you must know how to execute, execute a fade route in Madden. Yes. Like, everyone yes, should I be able it, to just throw long on Madden. You know I think, what I, mean? I think that's definitely a doodly thing you should know, especially in this day and age. I, I think guys should know how to throw a punch. Properly throw a punch is a good one. Without breaking your wrist or one of your thumbs or something. Or shoot a free throw maybe even too. Yeah, I think... I mean, girls can do that. I mean, you at least... I think every guy should know how to throw a football, a baseball, and shoot a basketball properly. You think every guy should know how to play fantasy football or fantasy baseball or just have an idea of the basics and how it works? I think every guy should have a knowledge of each sport. Like, just the basic knowledge of each sport. You don't have to be a fan of hockey, but you should know uh, what the game is about. Milk a prostate. I think every guy should need to know how to milk a prostate. Well, if you're going to be hanging out with me, you got to know that. How about, this is serious, shave your your unit without cutting it. I've, I haven't gotten that down yet. I use um, the Nair kind of cream and just wipe it all off three minutes later, which works wonderfully. I make enough money to go to Craigslist to find someone to do it for me in the men from men section. That's me. Next. Next. Story number seven. A 16-year-old boy told detectives he killed his parents because he didn't want to disappoint them anymore. The kid shot his parents last month because it felt like he was always a disappointment to them because he didn't have a job, smoked marijuana, and didn't share the same qualities or interests as his father. Isn't that every 16-year-old kid? That's what I did. I mean, but that was the uh, interest of my father. See, I'm just thinking that every 16-year-old kid, more than likely you don't have a gig. You're you like prob- to smoke a little weed. You're, you're smoking weed or you're doing, you're, maybe you're drinking. drinking or something. You know, you're probably not on the straight and narrow. And who at 16 has any sort of the same interests as their father? It just you would... Break- Maybe in sports, maybe. Yeah, know? but your your music taste is different. Your politics, politics. Are different. Yeah, your taste in movies are probably different. Every it, it, it's not that you are disappointing or you are a uh, that different from your father. It's just a generation gap. So according to the kid, and this was his quote. So there's nobody now. There's nobody to be disappointed in me and to try to make me lead their life. Do you ever grandparents? Now you got to go move on to that. Do you ever worry that you're going to have that psycho kid, that kid that you just cannot control for whatever reason? It was just born a bad seed. No, and uh, let, let me tell you why. Because when we get hired and I have some insurance, I am fully planning on getting a vasectomy. Can I really mark that down? Yes, I'm getting one. What made you come to this decision? Because I, I, I've just realized I really don't want kids, ever. Are you sure? I'm positive. But I want to be an uncle. <laughs> I want to be Uncle Hefe. Are you serious? Yeah, I never want kids. What, and if I do have kids, it's, going to, to, to it's going to be, uh, if I ever do want kids, it's not going to be mine. I'm going to adopt. Like, this is shocking to me, honestly. What brought you to that? I've always never wanted kids, you know? But to the point of snipping. You just don't want to dome it, do you? Oh, I'll still dome it, without a doubt. I just don't want that chance to be there. You're really going to be able to go to the point where you're going to snip it? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like something I want to be a part of. See, I worry... At any point in my life. I worry about having that psycho kid 
because you do. I have a psycho kitten. Yeah, that, that, that Charlie cat you have is a fucking psycho. He because I have one cat that's so docile and behave, and he's just cool, and the other one is fucking psychotic. Look at that. It just cuts all over my hands all, and all, legs. All of our bodies. Yeah, just from that cat. He'll attack anything that moves, really. If you walk up and down those stairs By the way, all, he got Cody in the eye. Yeah, he bad. got today, too. Again. Your dog. Yeah, Cody and, Cody almost went nuts on her today. Uh, on him today. So I, But it's like, I don't know what you do, because my girlfriend's sister mm. was that bad seed who would threaten to murder the parents in the middle of the night. Like that kind of shit. That's my sister, too. How do you deal with that? What do you do? You can't spray him with a squirt bottle like I do with Charlie. <laughs> what do you, you do? You can try. Next. 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 What's next? My psycho kitten, Charlie, is, by the way, in my top friends. MySpace.com slash LFA7. And if you go to MySpace.com slash JDubs517, you can also add Cody, my dog. That's dubs with two Bs. One B. Coming up next on Next Cast 7 with us, Hefe and Dubs, MySpace to produce an online television show. We've got the plot lines for it. Ooh. And a rare positive story makes its way into the next cast. That's up next with us, Jay and Dro. Next, Belhefe and J-Dubs. Don't play a power game. Use your head, your ground strokes, and my secret weapon, speed. That's why I picked the pump from Reebok. When I'm pumped up, I get support, protection, and a custom fit. So if you want to beat those rock and roll tennis guys, pump up and air out. Switch to the greatest sports performance shoe in the world, the Reebok Pump. Pump up and air out. CT and Jizen. When should the plug be pulled on a critically ill astronaut? The day they sneeze. <laughs> the day they sneeze. If I see a rash, I'm talking you into going to pick up my pen in the ejection pod. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're you're out. Go help Bill out in the airlock. He, he needs some help. CT and Jiven. I'm CT. I am Jiven. You can check us out online, ctandjiven.com. C-T-A-N-D-J-I-V-I-N.com. CT and Jiven. From the creators of Squiggle Wiggle Riders and Squiggle Ball. You don't want to sleep with the fishes? You want to stay on the Don's good side? You better listen to the Don. Because if you aren't listening to the Stugax experience, you better have a friend start your car. Capiche? The Don Stugax experience. Sundays from 5 to 7 p.m. Only on TheReIsNoRadio.com. Now you have a choice. You can live here or move to No Nonsense Flight Support. You'll love it. I was in a test with other regular Sheer Energy users. More of us with a preference preferred No Nonsense Light Support. It invigorates and it's comfortable. It's specially tapered from toe to waist for even support all over without binding. And your legs look great. So come on. Move to No Nonsense Light Support. The look 
the fit, the feel. That's no nonsense. What do you get when you cross Godzilla? Siegfried and Roy. And the Martini. Shaken, not stirred. So, Macau. Huh? Ask a stupid question. Get a stupid answer. <laughs> stupid bitch. So, Macau.com. El Jefe J-Dubs Next is now Welcome back to Next Cast 7 Jefe and Dubs MySpace.com slash Next Radio Learn more about us See previous top 10s Get links I think I don't know what all's there 407-916-1041-888-977 That's not Uh, right Oh uh, what was it? Was it eight six six three one three free? Yeah, eight six six three one three free. Eight six six three one three free. What was the two zero two three two one one zero six seven? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Or eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Oh, all the old phone number. Who even oh. knows where they go nowadays? Five one seven. You don't remember the one for the edge? 2921 Damn, dude. I forgot the old, old ones. <laughs> All right, Dubs. Uh, I can get- even give you the uh, the hotline number to Q106 if you want it. Getting back into it, J-Dubs. Oh, really quickly. You know, before in previous next casts, mm-hmm. I talk about how I possibly wouldn't marry my chick if she didn't get into three ways. Pow 921 on your Sprint PCS wireless phone. I think my chick's coming around. Really? Yeah. I don't want to say... I don't want to give too many details because people may listen to this next case. But uh, there's a. I think there's a chick that maybe she's taken a liking to. Well, here's one thing with your chick that's really getting to me. She works with hot chicks. And there's nothing uh, set aside for the dubster. Oh, they'll be over. They'll just be uh, in our room and not yours. Who doesn't want to have sex with the dubster while the coaster modster watches, smiling? Story number six. For those of you that don't know, the coaster is this fucking Lovely disgusting dog. dog. Oh, Looks like a fat melting clown. Story number six. This is a positive story. All right, Dubs? Okay. Normally, we don't do positive stories, but I'm excited about this story. It's very, it's just cool to see people rallying. Uh, Two students at Central Kings Rural High School, this is in Canada, fought back against bullying recently, unleashing a sea of pink after a new student was harassed and threatened when he showed up wearing a pink shirt. The ninth grade student arrived for the first day of school and was set upon by a group of six to ten older students who mocked him, calling him a homosexual <laughs> for wearing pink and threatened to beat him up the Gay. next day. So as and threatened to beat him up. Yeah. So then the next day, a couple of seniors decided that they wanted to do something about bullying. Mm-hmm. They used the internet to encourage people to wear pink and bought 75 pink tank tops for male students to wear. They handed out the shirts in the lobby before class. Even the bullied student got one. The bullies got so angry because about 830 kids wore pink to school that very next day. The bullies got so angry, one of them was throwing chairs in the cafeteria. 
This is a fucking cool it's a story. Retard. <laughs> I think it's awesome that a couple just took two guys to see something wrong, step up and rally people to make the ass fucks look stupid. And that's really, it sucks that it happened in Canada because you'd love to see Americans just on kind of anything step up and say, hey, we can say fuck you to the bullies you in know, a positive way without beating them up. The bullies uh, got pissed off because these people were in pink, starting to call them gay and everything, right? These people, what they should have done is get together and rally around a circle jerk in the gym class. That would really show that, hey, it doesn't matter. You know, we aren't gay, but we'll jack off together. And maybe each other, each of them start licking the floor afterwards. I think that would really teach the bullies something about, yeah, you're going to call us gay? Watch me lick cum. What? I ain't gay. What? I ain't gay. It doesn't matter. Watch me blow this dude. It doesn't matter to me. I'm talking about a positive rallying point turning what was mocked into something positive and oh, pissing yeah, me these too. bullies me off. Too. I'm saying let's piss these bullies off and change the school song to this. He's a understanding what I'm, I think you're kind of confused. What they really should do is get together, play the school song, and just fuck each other. Just <laughs> fuck right, each other what? nice Whatever. and hard. Fuck you. I wanted to talk about something positive. You gotta turn it all gay. How? I'm not saying that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying show these bullies you aren't gay. By just fucking cornholing. Just fucking doing it, yeah. He's a sensitive gay lover. Must you ruin everything? What? A Cambodian man was arrested after injecting a woman with his own blood in a bizarre scheme to win her affections. He was 22 years old, arrested for allegedly causing injury to a 21-year-old woman. He allegedly injected a syringe of his own blood into the woman's rib cage and waist as she walked home from school. What's this, Oz? Did that happen in Oz? Yeah, they, well, he did it to uh, to inject AIDS into someone, but yeah, basically injected That's blood. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Some old Italian guy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. The assailant fell in love with the woman. It was Mr. Echo that did it. When the two were classmates in 2004, after the woman refused his advances, he came up with a major scheme to inject her with his blood. He thought that if he could not marry her, at least his blood could stay inside her body. That's why he injected her. That's some fucking Marilyn Manson kind of shit. Getting someone's blood injected into you gives me the creeps. I mean, it, can that damage you at all? I mean, it, say it's clean blood, but it's not your type or... Is that I bad I don't know that it would be enough to... Really make a difference? Right. I don't think, I don't think that it would be enough for that, but... I don't. It could. I mean, I, it just seems. It seems so violating. Now, it's not yeah. quite to the point of rape, because I mean, the thing with rape is that someone else was inside you. Well, this is kind of the same thing. I yeah, mean, but I over mean, and over yeah. for minutes. At least this is a very quick 
you know, injection, and then yeah. you know, but it it's kind of along those same. Holy shit! What the fuck's wrong with you? I feel tainted because you're running through my blood now. You know, you're running through my body. Is this worse than being spit on? Being spit on, yeah, yeah, definitely worse than being spit on. Pissed on? Um, I'd I say think pissed it, on can be better. What if someone held you down and pooped on you? <laughs> that would feel violating. And uh, this is another thing from Oz. Uh, I watched uh, like the first season not too long ago, and Beecher just uh, knocked out Schillinger, the uh, the white supremacist, and shit in his mouth. It was one of the funniest <laughs> scenes ever. Everybody's watching. Everybody's everybody's watching in the gym and just like, oh, what the fuck? And he's you see his face just squatting and giving the poop face. <laughs> he's shit in his mouth. What about if you like you jacked off into your hand and you like threw it in her face and some of it got in her mouth? You know what I mean? Like, is that that's, wor- that's worse than injecting blood? Yeah, really? Yeah, jacking off in your hand and throwing the cum like a fucking uh, Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. Yeah, that's worse. You know, I've done some douche chill ass shit though to get a chick. You know like what? I can only imagine, but I want to hear some. Uh, well, mixtapes. Who doesn't make a mixtape? Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit not facing you, so I don't get so embarrassed. Go ahead. I've made. No, wait, I, what was on the mixtape? I don't know. Just various songs. Give know. me a few songs that you would throw on a mixtape back in 1993. Well, there's Boys to Men, Into the Road. There's Joe to see you and I. I was real big into R and B then. I've written five-page letters before. What can you... Hold on. I don't know. Turn this shit off. Hold on. What can you write for five pages that can be that compelling that someone's going to sit through it? And <laughs> no idea. Do you write about them? Do you write about yourself? Do you write about... What do you write about? Fuck if I know, man. And I'll do, tell you... But you, you should know no, that I, much. I really... I honestly... Maybe it's part of blocking it out. I don't know. I still have rough drafts of these in memory bins somewhere. You got to at least bring in one. Never. No, go ahead. Because I, read through them yourself. And then just bring in the least douche chill of all of them. I need to hear one of them. It would be impossible because here's the fucked up thing. Like, if I ever messed up a word or anything, I just start all over again on the page. I was fucked up. I don't know. I'm much better now. <laughs> yeah, it seems it. <laughs> Show series to originate on MySpace. Two seasoned producers are about to take the full plunge. The guys who made Blood Diamond and The Last Samurai, they also had 30-something. These guys have made a deal with MySpace, and they are going to launch an original web series called Quarter Life. Quarter Life is going to have network-caliber writers, directors, and production crews. Each hour-long episode is going to be about young people struggling to find their way after college. It will be broken into six shorter segments with one uh, with a new one posted on MySpace TV each Sunday and Thursday night beginning in November. After the original MySpace posting, the episodes will be available on quarterlife.com, then pretty much going to be available anywhere on the web. They say if all goes well, they hope that it will make its way on to conventional television screens so so myspace is basically putting together a show in all reality could get picked up 
You know, it, it does. Why wouldn't they? Have you looked at the shit that's on the fall well, schedule? That and last week we talked about this chick who made her fame on MySpace and she's getting a reality show. Tila Tequila. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, MySpace, this could be the second MySpace show really thrown out there and mo- thrown into the mainstream, but I don't see myself really getting into some... You mean you don't want to sit there and watch some 20-somethings kind of struggling with their quarter-life crisis, trying to get the perfect mirror or car photo and that because i'm sure that's what fucking every plot line is going to be if it's going to be on myspace it's going to surround some fucking stupid ass thing like you know getting in trouble at work for a blog or with a boyfriend or something this is bullshit tom deleted my girlfriend off of myspace he said she was a spammer she had her nudes up there but i never clicked on them i kind of wanted to wait for it to be special that's what they ought to do they ought to fucking take a it's always sunny in philadelphia approach to it where some fucking douchebag falls in love with this chick who's 26 year old but it doesn't say where she's from and she has a link on her front page and he's in love with a spammer that would be great if that's what quarter life did because it's the stupid things that those of us who are on myspace all know about instead of something where it's guys trying to find their way in life you know i'm really tired of this bullshit of people posting their their macy's gift card thing <laughs> on my comment sections I, I i don't know if i can handle it anymore dude um they should have an episode where a guy's constantly trying to delete comments from the fat chick that, <laughs> that, that he let blow him yeah have you ever had that happen where like you you hooked up with some chick or you know you've been talking with some chick and you're just Scared as shit that she's going to start posting little you're comments. The blocker. So, so you you just keep on. You don't want blocker because you don't want to piss her off because you're still trying to work the poontang. But you just keep on checking your messages and your comments. So if she does, you can delete it right away. That's why you require approval. So on that, all of them. That way you see it first and you absolutely know what's going to get put through and what's not on quarter life. I'd love to see an entire episode revolve around the tough decisions of who should make it in the top 12. I've or had whether that. or not you want to expand it to 16 or what, 24. When MySpace first started up, kind of, it was very important who was on your top 12 or top 8 or whatever. So I think it was just top 4 or was it top 8 at the top time? Top 8 at the time. I went through that where, God, I, I want to put this person up there, but then I have to knock this person out. And then BJ is going to be mad at me. Bike here's <laughs> BJ, my cousin, because I'm... He's the first to go. Uh, sorry, Beach. Yeah, I've had that too. Where if you put up one radio show, you got to put up a lot of radio shows so that you know people don't get offended. Like on mm. the front of MySpace.com slash Next Radio, we have four of the podcasts that you know you hear the commercials for in the middle of the next cast. Well, now I've gotten a couple emails of, hey, how come we didn't get you know in your top? 16 or whatever it is now, so I think I got to expand it to 20 Ugh. to include the other ones, Stop too. bitching. We're playing commercials for you and everything. We're trying to create a nice little network here, but uh, yeah, you guys aren't all going to make it our top 16 because I really don't care to update it that often. That, and finally, I'd love to see an episode where it's all about the turbulent times when... The guy on the show doesn't know enough about friend number two in a survey bulletin, and that causes strife in the house. It's that kind of stupid bullshit that fucking quarter lifers are all worried about. Story number three. Next. Here's a dream come true for web addicts. College credit for watching YouTube. Pfizer College this fall will begin offering, is it Pfizer or Pitzer? 
It could be Pitzer. Yeah, maybe that's Pitzer College. Pitzier. Whatever the case, they're going to be offering... I've never heard of the school, so this may say something about it. (laughs) Offering uh, the first course about the video sharing site. About 35 students meet in a classroom and work mostly online where they view YouTube content and post their comments. Class lessons are posted and students are encouraged to post videos. One class member, for instance, posted a one-minute 36 video about himself juggling. The media studies professor at the Liberal Arts College says she was underwhelmed by the content on YouTube, but set up the course because learning from YouTube, there's something there to explore the role of the popular site. YouTube is a phenomenon that should be studied. You can learn a lot about American culture and just Internet culture in general. So they, they study the video and the comments? They they study they, they, the they, whole <laughs> thing overall. Uh, how much can you study on, this shit sucks, not real, <laughs> fucking stupid, man. But that, That's all the comments are. There's nothing to note. But think about note. it. Think about it. That is our society now. It's those fucking uncapitalized, this shit sucks. This is stupid. That marks Gay. the entire... Hey, you know, nice video, homo. It's every message board. It's every blog. That is what our society is really turning towards now. The chick may be right on on this. What, this is a uh, study of the American culture? This is something that um, you know we probably need to study because this is going to be the future. This is the future of communication. <laughs> Backyard wrestlers. That's our future. These, these kids who just jump through tables for no reason or give themselves nut shots and tape and giggle. Man, that's our show. Fuck. That was our yeah. show. So you don't think, though, that it's something that you think you should need to study when you're in college? No, it's something you watch and giggle. You know, you, you, but wa- you don't think you can you learn watch- something about society and American culture overall? You can learn the same shit on America's Funniest Home Videos. It, that's what YouTube is. It's an online America's Funniest Home Videos. But the difference is that YouTube was one of these black swans where, yes, there was America's Funniest Home Videos and it was there. But now there's an entire community based around YouTube, and it's not even just, you know, the fucking backyard wrestlers. It's the f- like this fucking dumbass, the Leave Britney Alone guy. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. this guy became a star over this past week because he filmed himself underneath his covers and posted it on YouTube. And that's when I actually do things fake. Oh, Bullshit. yeah. There's no shit. Yeah, fucking fake, you fairy. <laughs> that's one of those. Nice video, you fruit. What classes do you think should have been offered? How'd you film that in between sucking cocks? <laughs> Stop. What class? Yeah, you know what? That's probably on there somewhere. And if not, it will be now. What classes do you think should have been offered in college? Like stuff, or even high school, like classes that you really need. Because I don't know how to post on YouTube. No, I have no idea. I really want to. By the way, let me see. I know how to post comments, but I don't know how to post videos. Are there any listeners out there that might have an extra copy of Avid? Ooh, yes. Video editing software? We have a few ideas of some things we want to do. But we really aren't in the position to buy Avid, so if you want to maybe send that to us, send us up on myspace.com slash nextradio. Thank you very much. Now, beyond that, though, are there is there anything in school that you think, man, I really should have been able to learn this? I think an actual sex ed should yeah. have been taught. Yeah, something that really was useful, not because yeah, no one paid attention to the technical jargon that well, you were given in uh, in high school. Even, it was it was all uh, very bland bullshit. How about a chapter that says sniff it 
if you're going to lick it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and no class teaches you the finger trick where you are, you know, you, you, you stick a couple of stinky pinkies in and then you act like you have the sniffles for a second. <laughs> and then if your eyes water, you don't go down. I know they, they briefly touch on it, you know, and maybe some economics or home ec and stuff, but just really how to live on a budget or how to pay off a debt. Like, Actually, I had a whole class on that. Did you really? Yeah, that, that was uh, that consumer math was uh, that class, and we were we were actually given that class in high school. That's awesome. Very cool. What about in health? Because I remember having a health class where it was kind of everything. It was health about the human body. Was basically, the same it, thing. Sex ed. It was a little bit about nutrition too, but nothing really about like what could happen to your body. If you're fucking living off of taquitos and cheese and, you know, and fucking the nacho cheese Doritos. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they try to teach you that stuff with their food pyramids posted in the cafeteria and stuff, but no one reads that shit. No one cares at that point. You feel like Superman when you're a kid, that nothing's going to uh, bring you down or make you unhealthy. But you have to have a reality check in high school. And I think there should also be a class on depression. Oh, yeah. And there should be a whole year of just lifetime issues on your senior year that they go through three weeks of depression, three weeks of sex ed, that's three like, weeks of... Sometimes that's like a paragraph, too, in your health class. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, realistically, your health and home ec classes are probably the most important classes that you're ever going to really need beyond something like a Spanish or oh, yeah. calculus. The calculus is is pointless. Sure, there are knowledge things you want to be able to have. You know, basic geography. You know, government is one yes. that's one that you should definitely should be focused more on. English, I think, is overemphasized. Oh, without a doubt, because they they make you read these crap stories and overanalyze them. That that's the worst there, part about English and literature. I think there's something to the arts, but at the same time, too. You know, when you when you really think about how much the the fucking how many years of English did we take almost twelve? Yeah, I think eleven because I think you only needed three years of English and literature in high school in my high school. But uh, yeah, eleven years of that bullshit, and what did you bring out of it? Not a whole hell of a lot. You I, fucking uh, suck, you fairy. All yeah. miss fucking, you know, misspoken and not capitalized and fucking mispunctuated. Yeah, just run on sentences or fragment sentences when all on your on, post. There's nothing of of note that you find out. All on fucking YouTube. Next, with El Jefe and J Dubs. What's next? I will come back, do a complete recap, tell you what wasn't next worthy, give you stories two and one. Story number two has three stories in it. Oh. I know you need to go, but the people listening now, they're excited. That's next with us, Hep Fan Dubs. Next. Next with El Jefe and J Dubs. Stephanie, you are becoming a woman, and some amazing things are going to happen to you. Your whole body's changing. And every month you get your period, just like your old mom. Most days it's a cinch. But some days are kind of heavy, and it's no problem. As long as you've got Stay Free, it really protects. And I ought to know. I've been using Stay Free since... Well, since I became a woman. Stay Free Protection. A confidence you'll share. They're despicable. 
The only magic it hates <laughs> is Johnson. <laughs> They're disgusting. All I feel as my right hand is cupping my backside is it filling up with uh, with, with gooey goodness. <laughs> and their mama's boys? Hi, sweetheart. Oh, for God. You're not helping here. Not only do I suck, but I'm a puss too. <laughs> Two of the classiest men in radio are back. The Rich and Manton Show at www.richandmanton.com Mom? Hmm? I've got to ask you something real personal. Hmm? Do you douche? I sure do. But I'm in with Massimville vinegar and water. Why Massimville vinegar and water? That's what my doctor recommends. For a naturally fresh feeling, only Massengill has two vinegar and water douches. Pure, extra mild, and extra cleansing when you need it. You'll see how clean and fresh Massengill makes you feel. Massengill, trusted by more women than any other brand. So I was listening to Real Kid Radio, and it's like the biggest word I've ever heard. It's offensive to black, white, women, and everyone in between. Fuck them. Fuck them! Jim and Jim. I'm Jim. It's me, I'm Jim. I'm gonna be the next fucking Martin Luther King. For <laughs> <laughs> them, Jake and Brandon. Brandon Black. Jake gets angry. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't... Go ahead and tell me how I get angry. I have never gone out with a girl that I haven't had sex with already. If you're ever, if you're ever at a party and a girl's like, Yeah, I never really had a dad. I'd always be like, yeah, I'll definitely have sex with you tonight. <laughs> I'm not battling any demons because I think that some men are beautiful. It's because the earth should be sp- might as well be spinning on a penis. Brandon, big mom with house too. Okay, why don't you just <laughs> Listen, if the cops did come, I would jump on one of the banisters, like the high things, and I would jack off and skeet on them. That's your punchline for everything. <laughs> hey, Brandon, what's up? Hurricane Katrina. Brandon, what are you doing later? That's my tech killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny though. Probably jack off like nine or ten times. I think. <laughs> Dude, like, like if like the moon was here, like I don't want to grab it. Fuck it. <laughs> Jim and them are the biggest assholes. They can go fuck themselves. This is Jake. Go to JimandThem.com. Some men think strong opinions are a sign of PMS. Real PMS includes headaches, cramps, bloating, which make you feel miserable. But Midol PMS helps you feel like yourself again. Opinions and all. For PMS, nothing works better than Midol PMS. Hey, this is Kevin from We Hit and Run. And this is Sid. And here's what you've been missing <laughs> if you haven't been to myspace.com slash... You're okay, radio. That is complete uh, sorcery. Oh, is that what it is? Because, and mind you, the whole marriage gimmick was brought up when people died when they were thirty. So yeah. Okay. What does marriage have to do with that? That's anything? the whole fucking re- religion is based on marriage—a man and a woman, not okay, two men, mind you. Say, oh my god, you're such a stupid asshole. You oh. know, in Catholicism, the preacher doesn't get the preacher. The All I hear is right wing bullshit. I'm just quoting it back to you. Don't tell me I'm fucking full of shit or anything because oh, I don't believe so in it. I don't I believe, believe in any of that but shit. But do I fucking bother you about it? No. Do I go? Do I go? I'm not bothering you about it. Do I knock your fucking door and say, "Hey, Kevin, here's the fucking word of God"? I didn't say you. I never accused you of that. Do you feel the need? Why do you fucking Sid, why do you let me fi- dude don't continue. fucking interrupt me you interrupted me with your shit but continue uh, oh. you changed the subject <laughs> <laughs> Gary pick that mic up pick that mic up Real I'm loving it I'm loving it that's 
Coming up on the number two and one stories of the week. Not next worthy in second and a complete recap as well. During this little part here, I wanted to get our buddy Lefty on the phone. Uh, because last night, while I was walking your dog, mm-hmm. Cody, he said something to me that shocked me. What was that? A dog, when you're walking it, should always be at your side or behind you. That's something they teach you to do when you're first teaching it to walk. He said, because oh, he just got a puppy. And he said he's... He's like been the watching last, the dog whisper. Yeah, and over the last, like, three months, he's been just reading more about dogs than anything, you know. He's immersed himself in it. And I told him about your dog's behaviors, and he was like, holy shit, someone needs to beat that thing. Because of the way she kicks you off of your bed and makes <laughs> you sleep on the floor. She drags anyone who's taking her for a walk. She drags you on the she walk. She doesn't drag me. I've taught her how to walk with me, but uh, yeah, I I know a lot of people have had that problem with her that she pulls. She stares you down for food. (laughs) She eats cat shit. And overall, she's just a very poorly behaved animal. Oh, she's she's a sweetheart, and she's not badly behaved. And he said, you have to reestablish dominance. So what I did is I yanked her, Mm -hmm. and from now on, she walks beside me. And or behind me whenever we go on walks. Now, I, whenever I walk her and there's other animals around, I make her walk behind me. Yeah, of course. Because he said that too. Because you got to be her protector. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Dogs want to be followers, you know. So you got to be the protector. The other thing too is you never ever feed them without making them do something for you first. Yeah, a, a lot of people want them to do like. And you are down. awful because you let her take half of your food mm-hmm. basically out of your hand. Mm-hmm. You. I'm glad, my baby. I'm glad you're getting a vasectomy because you would be an awful fucking dad. She's my baby. Next. 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 Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut but are worth a mention. This was one of those weeks where you wish you were doing it five days a week because every show would have been easy. And and a lot of uh, a lot of stuff out there. A lot of uh, stories. Of course, it all started with Britney at the VMAs. Mm-hmm. There's not the reason it's not going to be in our top ten is it's there's been beaten. N- there's nothing more you can say about it. It was just wrong, and now it's over. You know, and that's one of those two because we recorded Next Cast Six the afternoon of the VMAs, and I watched it that night. And I'm like, holy fuck! Can we go back and recut? Just this one story. Yeah, because this is going to be fucking huge. Just the embarrassment that was. Kanye West. Kanye West uh, says uh, he's worried that people think he's gay. Really? Yeah. I I never saw that in him. I could see that after seeing him on Entourage. Oh, yeah. He's very effeminate. Right. And he's really worried. Well-dressed, effeminate. Yeah. And he, he just does seem like someone's on the DL. He always reminds like I had a lo- I've had a lot of black friends and he was that he to me is that black friend that would only wear polo shirts. You know what I mean? It was only polo Tolu. shirts and, and guess yes, yes, Tolu who's on hideoutheretics.net. The Petraeus report, you know, we don't get too much into politics here and you know the Iraq Doculips. war. 
donkey lips. Yeah, him too. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's Kanye. Wow, that's scary. Now I think about it. That guy was even an intern for us. Um, as it turns out, though, uh, the Fed chair, the former Fed chair, Alan Greenspan, mm-hmm. who is a lifelong Republican, pretty much came out and said, yeah, we went into Iraq for oil. And wow. Now he, now, he wasn't in on the whole thing, but that's just his thought, is that we went into Iraq for oil. And I still recommend that Rolling Stone article for people to read, because the more you read that, and the more you see about how we're just getting taken to the cleaners as taxpayers, and all this money is going to the corporations and these these contractors, and it's not even going to our troops, it infuriates you. Because to me, that's why Bush is extending this war, just to keep lining the pockets of all his fucking buddies. Then you had this, the, this week the sixth anniversary of 9-11. And the big debate was... Why is there nothing at the site? Yeah. Why is there nothing at the site? Fewer and fewer people are remembering, um, just as far as taking the time. It's not as big a deal as it was. I think you have to move on. You can't... Of course you do. I mean, we can't have a whole day of mourning every September 11th until the end of time. You got to kind of move on. I think everybody should stop and observe the day. But other than that, you really can't, you know, you can't go through the same shit every year or you're just going to drive yourself nuts. Russia's making a big, big comeback. They, Putin dissolved the government. <laughs> they set off the mother, or no, the, the the dad. The father of all bombs or whatever. The father of all bombs because America is the mother of all bombs. They say they have the father of all bombs. And they gave. Then it's not existent. It just it doesn't really show up. It you know it works part of the time. You have to bitch at it to pay child support. Yeah, yeah. The father of all bombs. I'm sure it's wonderful. And they encourage people to take Wednesday off to try to have babies, so that there can be more Russians that they want born on a specific date, nine months from the previous Wednesday. In addition to that, OJ was in the news mm-hmm. for getting in trouble for uh, S- possibly stealing sports memorabilia or, or his own sports memorabilia. And now the guy who uh, who brought up the charges at first is is trying to retract them, and now he says he's on OJ's side. But then that that story came out, and then the other thing that came out is well, but if they take him to you know if he goes to court, I'm going to definitely go too. So you don't even know where this fucking story lies. It's yeah. fucking OJ. There's always something crazy going on with OJ. Starbucks admits they're targeting children, which to me is a fucking travesty. Is a guy who battles with caffeine addiction daily. I kicked it again this week for another can, three weeks. Can you really say you kick it when you go back to it in a Any, few weeks? It was just like we kick smoking. You know, you may go back on it later I on. I don't consider kicking a habit until I don't do it for a year. All right, well, like fair when, I, when I uh, when I kick caffeine for I kick caffeine and sugar for a year, and I did kick it and I went back to it, but yeah, I I really considered it to be kicked at that point. Well, I'm on the wagon again, I guess you would say when it comes to caffeine. And then another girl on Southwest Airlines was told she was dressed too provocatively. Then Southwest Airlines comes out and says, "Well, we're gonna cut to mini fares and yeah. we're gonna do all skimpy airfares is what they're doing." They're kind of making a bit out of this. Publicity stunt? Do you think both of these chicks were just a fucking, like, it was a whole bit that's being run to introduce these new lower fares? No, because they've always had these lower fares. 
I think it's smart on their behalf, but it's still a slap in the face for what they've done to these girls and everything. Like, hey, okay, you bitch about us, but now we're going to use it to our advantage and try to get some pub out of it. I'm telling you, it was a busy fucking week. Next two, story number two. And that's why story number two has three stories. It's all in sports, J-Dubs. Nice. Next, next, next. Sports. Greg Oden has surgery this year's number one draft pick by the Portland Trailblazers out 6 to 12 months with the microfracture uh, surgery on his knee and the worn down cartilage on his knee. Old man Odin just uh, now out for a while. Yeah, Gramps needs some calcium. <laughs> again. This old looking motherfucker. He Was broke, he 19? I think he's 20. 20? Broken wrist when he played for Ohio State last year. Had a tonsillitis during the summer league that made him miss a lot of time during the summer league. And now this microfracture surgery, which has ruined careers. Chris Webber was never the same after it. Penny Hardaway. Now Amari Stottlemyre last year came back for the Phoenix Suns. And Jason Kidd has somewhat recovered off of it. But this is a major fucking surgery. And the guy is gone for the year. So people in Portland are like, holy shit, this is Sam Bowie all over again. Sam Bowie, of course, taken mm-hmm. ahead of Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who is arguably the greatest basketball player of all time, and also, too, Bill Walton, who the Blazers had, and really only had him for one healthy season. The question is, are they cursed, the Portland Trailblazers? I would have to say, yeah. And here's the thing. When you, when you draft these big guys, these big sons of bitches... They, it's unnatural for people to be this big. And there's these health problems that come along with it. You wonder how, this guy's only 20 years old. Have you seen him? He grow, he's grown, like, at the, the fly rate, you know? He, he looks like he's 40-some. The other, the other reason it's so big, too, is because along that Sam Bowie, you know, Michael Jordan, there was Kevin Durant, who was also, people said, could have easily gone number one in any other draft ends up going instead number two to the Seattle uh, Sonics. So there's that whole thing. What do you think is the best sports curse? Because this team does seem like it's cursed. I don't know what you would call the curse. I've never heard anything about you know there being a Portland curse. But now I think the people of you know Portland have to think, all right, there may be something. I've always been a fan of the George Lopez curse. Dante Culpepper and Don McNabb both appear on the... George Lopez show. I've never heard of this one. Yes, that was the big year of both their injuries, and they haven't been the same since they went on the George Lopez that, you show. Know, I do remember that now, and of course, there's the Madden curse. Yep, and I, uh, that's one I believe. I mean, uh, and you're going to see Vince Young have a great year this year just because he was on the cover of Madden, and it was a very smart move for Ladainian Tomlinson to turn down the Madden cover. What about the Billy Goat curse and the Cubs? I love the Billy Goat curse just because of the name. They try to make it seem that the Cubs were assholes for kicking this guy out who brought his Billy Goat in, but who brings a Billy Goat to a fucking baseball game? You know what's been really cool about the curse of the Bambino is that ever since that one got reversed, the Red Sox have been on top of the Yankees. Like, it hasn't even been back and forth. It Roles have literally switched, and that one's actually pretty fucking cool. How about the Chunky Soup curse? Football stars... They've been getting the Chunky Soup commercials for a while with uh, Diamond McNabb's another one with his uh, mom on him and everything. And like there's these different people who start on the Chunky Soup commercials. And after they sign that contract, two or three weeks later, boom, injury. 
So is that a combination of the George Lopez curse? Well, I think it's a combination. Did they get the tortilla soup? Uh, <laughs> is that what they got? It, there's just been so many football players who have fallen victim to the chunky soup curse. Now, was this you were telling me about a Buccaneers curse? Yeah, there is a Buccaneers curse. I guess no team who loses to the Buccaneers during the regular season has gone on to win the Super Bowl. And that might just be because for so long the Buccaneers were so bad. Right. And losing to them means you were really bad that year. But even now... When, and that's all time? Uh, yeah, all time. Wow, that's fucking nuts. Do you think your Lions are cursed? I'm beginning to think so. I'm beginning to really... Because we can't catch a break. We draft high. We get these all-star players, Rodney Pete. Charles Rogers, Andre Ware. Andre Ware, all these players who are supposed to be Joey pretty, Harrington. pretty damn good, and we keep on just getting fucked over. I'm really worried that my Mavericks are beginning to think that they're cursed after the that first no, of all, they, it, decade, not, well, well, there's decades of being inept. Before, there was a whole thing with the Mavericks and the, and the Showtime Lakers where they could have beaten the Lakers and... This weird Derek Harper running, you know, dribbling out the clock that ended up fucking him because he he misunderstood how much time was left and what the score was. <laughs> that was in the fucking Western Conference Finals. Then there's the NBA. You know, there was the finals a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I, then I, Golden State last year. I don't know if you guys are cursed. I think that just the NBA has been so fucked. Let's move on to story number two here in story number two. <laughs> and that's the NFL finding Bill Belichick for the Patriot Act. No one said Patriot Act until outside the lines. That was the first time I saw Patriot Act yeah, I, anywhere. I remember when this first happened. I you was were, screaming you were, it. You were, you were searching headlines all over the place. Trying Patriot to see Act. If anybody found uh, figured out using the Patriot Act. Illegal the, Surveillance Patriot Act. Come on. You can't tell me that it fucking took seven right days. Jesus Christ. The only one I saw was Patriot Games. No, Patriot Act. That's the story. Patriot Games, something from 1987. So anyway, but as it turns out, the whole thing with the Patriots taping the sidelines for the Jets, it turned out uh, illegally. Um, Commissioner Roger Goodell said a $500,000 fine yes. for Bilicek. A docked the team $250,000. On their first day for drafting. Uh, and also, too, they will lose a draft pick. If they make the playoffs, then they lose a first-round draft pick. If they do not make the playoffs, they're going to lose a second and third round. Wow. Uh, no, 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 no. If they reach the playoffs, it's a second and third round draft pick. Hold on a second. Let me get this right. I think I was right the first Yeah. Time. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be a first round because it'll be higher. Right. If uh, they don't make the playoffs... They will get their first round, but they'll lose their second and third. There you go. All right, I had it correct. I've only heard it a trillion times. I don't know why I fucking <laughs> got it confused. Was that enough? Yes, I do think that was enough, but I'm also so excited because I hope. I hope people will stop calling Belichick a genius. I hate him. I think he's tried to put the focus so much on himself and so far away from the players for so long. Now he has really fucked himself. He's gone out and told his players, you guys are a team, you guys are individuals, but he's trying to raise himself up to be a great coach, a Lombardi-type person. But he's reached that now, and it's been proven, by cheating. And I think now that they've been caught, you're not going to see them run the board like they used to. It's very easy to throw these touchdowns and read these defenses when you know what the defense is before the snap. 
And people are saying, well, it doesn't really matter that much. I Fuck mean, Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it totally matters. and Because the whole thing is you still have to execute. Well, I buy that you still have to execute in baseball, mm-hmm. okay? Because if you take steroids, then you still have to hit a 97-mile-per-hour fastball when... You, when it actually in turn could be an 83 mile per hour changeup. Like there's a there's mm-hmm. a huge difference as far as execution. Not every steroid monkey in the WWE could hit home runs. However, if you're a football player and you know that a blitz is coming, and therefore you can call. For example, I think I read an article where the Eagles are saying, "What the fuck? This makes sense." In the Super Bowl, every time we called a blitz, they uh, they called a screen. And it fucking, they, like, every time, and it, you know, it fucked with us. And even Donovan McNabb says, hey, maybe we can get our ring now. So there is certainly a distinct advantage if you've been doing this over the course of time. Yeah, you know where they're running a soft zone at, where there's going to be some holes in the defense where you can throw it and, you know, complete it almost every single time. Yes, you have to execute, but it's a lot easier to execute where you know exactly where the defenders won't be. I am uh, I'm fascinated by this. I don't think it was d- enough personally because five hundred thousand dollars to Belichick isn't a lot of money. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the Patriots is not a lot of money. But here's the thing: he should have been suspended. Here, well, here's the thing: he won't be able to do this anymore. So the whole Patriot franchise is really going to go downhill. I guarantee it. Here's the next download of Ladanian Tomlinson, who hates. Oh, yeah. The Patriots. Next download. I think the Patriots actually live by the saying, uh, <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think that's the way they, you know, they live off that statement. And so nothing surprises me, really. I mean, I'm not surprised. Well, Damien is not a shit talker either. No. Not for the most part. And remember at the end of the playoffs last year, he called them a classless organization and it started with Belichick? Yeah, I mean. He's being validated. You could hear the giddiness in his voice. He hates the Patriots. I mean, they they came out and they were mocking uh, Sean Merriman during that game. It really pissed off uh, uh, Damien, who is a true team player. That guy loves his organization and loves to play the game. He and they don't cheat to do it. The cool thing about this whole thing, fuck Boston. But with the, <laughs> with the uh, the Patriots and Chargers, you kind of this whole situation is building a nice little rivalry. Nowhere near story number three and story number two, and that's the University of Texas versus Oklahoma and the Sooners in college football. That's a rivalry. Oh, it's one of the biggest in sports, period. Now, I know you don't really know about it because you grew up in Michigan. Michigan, Ohio State, that's way bigger than uh, it's not Texas. Way, honestly, they're equal. And they're equal. You think? I mean, every, yes. ta- every time I see a commercial with rivalries and everything, it shows Michigan and Ohio State. It, that's it, the rivalry. It's a regional thing. I'd say for that part of the country, it's Michigan, Ohio State. But very, very easily for the South and Southwest, it's Texas versus OU. They meet every year at the Cotton Bowl, and it's fucking, it really is very hardcore to the point where in the Cotton Bowl, because they play on neutral mm-hmm. ground. So it's not even like they're going to one or the other. They they meet halfway in between in Dallas, and they play every year at that Cotton Bowl, and fights break out, all sorts of lunacy breaks out every single year at this thing. Well, to some Oklahoma fans, some things just aren't done in the heart of Souter Nation. One of them is to walk into a bar wearing a Texas Longhorns t-shirt. 
That's exactly what touched off a bloody skirmish that left the Texas shirt-wearing fan nearly castrated (laughs) with an Oklahoma fan facing aggravated assault charges that could put him into prison for up to five years. Will that alone elevate this rivalry, the fact that a guy almost got castrated over it? Apparently there were callers on talk radio that say the guy deserved it. For wearing a Texas T-shirt into a bar in the middle of Sooner Country, have you ever done that? Where you've worn the opposing, like your team's jersey, at went, what's a ro- at a road game for your team? Yeah, I went to a preseason Ravens Lions game over uh, uh, M and T. Yeah, M and T Stadium or whatever it is, and shithole. We'll just call it shithole. Syphilis yeah. Stadium. Yeah, it's Baltimore. So I went there wearing my Lions shirt. And my ex-girlfriend was with me. She was wearing a Lions jersey as well. And she wanted to leave immediately because we were just getting heckled the whole time. And I was talking shit. Like, uh, the first score was a Lions field goal. So I was standing on top of my seat, giving the it's good sign. <laughs> You're an asshole. You'd have got castrated. And, bro. like, they're yelling at me, sit down, you fucking monkey. And I was thinking, you know, if I wasn't white, I'd be thoroughly pissed. <laughs> Well, when you yelled it back, uh, obviously... Well, I yelled it at Ray Lewis. Right. Oh, come on. I actually did that. I wore my... Ma- I always... When anytime I go to a Maverick game on the road, uh, I always wear my Maverick gear. And I was in Detroit wearing my Maverick gear. I got fucked with by the mascot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that has to be the worst. That, and that mascot is the fucking worst, too. I don't even know what... He's a what's it, doesn't he? Isn't that the same guy? I guess. We ended up winning... But at halftime, that's when I met Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban came into the stands and hung out with me and my ex uh, for about five minutes or so, just oh, shooting cool. the shit. So that actually ended up paying off for me. Really quickly, here's what ends up happening uh, in this bar fight. So uh, police said that whenever the guy wearing the Texas shirt decided to leave, he went to the bar to pay his tab. Then a church deacon grabbed him in the crotch... <laughs> Pulled him to the ground and wouldn't let go. Even as bar patrons trying to break it up, the two men were separated, looked down, realized the extent of his injuries, both of his testicles hanging on the outside of his body. To top it off, he was wearing a pair of white shorts, which made it that much worse. Does he deserve it for being a man wearing white shorts? That alone, what fucking man wears white shorts to begin with? Yeah, I mean, that's but then to have your, to look down and watch and see your testicles pulled out by a by a church deacon. Yeah, how fuck? That's what I'm saying. This rivalry may move ahead of the fucking Red Sox and Yankees or the Cowboys and Redskins or anything like that because it's a fuck. The guy lost his nuts. Well, he didn't lose them. He needed sixty stitches. But, but when you're going that fucking far. There's something definitely uh, hardcore about those two teams matching up. Next. If you missed it. Here's what was next. Number 10. Next cast 7. J-Dubs. Man awakes during his autopsy in West Virginia has eyes. That fucked up story about the girl mm-hmm. being brutalized. It's hills have eyes. It's that fucking yep. shit. Number 9. Americans want MacGyver in a tough situation in a survey. Number 8. 25 skills a man should know. I knew... Seven. <laughs> I need 20. Number seven, kid kills parents so he can't disappoint them anymore. Number six, rallying against the bullies. Number five, man injects chick with his blood because she won't like him, but at least he'll be flowing through her veins from now on. They're part of each other. Number four, YouTube 101, an actual college class on the on the, uh, on the the website. Number three, MySpace's original series. 
Number two is sports. Odin, the Patriot Act, and the UT versus OU castration brings us to number one. Thanks. Number one. Nummernzeichen eins. Numero uno. Numero one. The number one story. This is great. Looking for a weekend fling without getting caught? A new French company provides would-be adulterers with custom-made excuses that help take the danger out of discovery of cheating. Founded six months ago by a private eye, the web-based company could cook up invites to phony weekend seminars, fake emergency phone calls from work, invitations from non-existent weddings, anything to justify a spouse's absence. The service is aimed at protecting couples and families, according to the founder, by allowing adulterers to live their flings undetected. If the alibi is well done and the spouse doesn't suspect anything, then this can sometimes save marriages. What do you think about that? I like it. I That's the most nerve-wracking thing. Is your alibi going to stand up when you're with a chick and you want to go hang out with another chick? Check out how it works, how thorough this fucking thing is. If you call or email the company, the prospective client requests an alibi for a specific date. Then the company will concoct just the right excuse taking into account the client's profession and personal circumstances. All right? If the adulterer is supposed to have been away on a seminar, the company can even provide the kinds of freebies, pins, hats, and T-shirts that come from such events. The simple excuses can cost as little as 27 bucks. However, the more elaborate and time-consuming alibis, upwards of $207. Wow, that, that's, that's worth well it. worth it. Yeah, So much cheaper than divorce. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? 200 bucks is nothing if you are getting some strange. A good piece of strange is worth 200 bucks for a weekend. The woman insists that the company uh, that she set up is completely above the board. Because she concocts fake bills from invented companies, hotels and restaurants, does not forge any real documents. Also, two clients have to sign a document pledging not to use her materials to swindle employers or members of the French government where you know this all started. Mm. It is a French-based company. So they can even handle logistics for making hotel reservations, booking train and plane tickets, buying gifts, flowers, the whole fucking thing this brilliant-ass company has come up with. Like I said before, the most nerve-wracking thing is trying to have an alibi that will work. I know that my thing is, hey, uh, Hefe, if uh, anybody asks, I was with you uh, over at the Wing House till about 1 a.m. I mean, it's... Um, I went to the open... I, I, I went to the... Uh, after the open door party yeah, with I, the heretics. I, I, I doubt that you're going to hear from her at all. But if she does, I was with you. you know. That's and if the worst- she does call him at the bathroom, you call me back and I'll cover her a call. That's the worst part about it. Is your buddies have to be in on all the fucking like they oh, have yeah. to be they your buddies are your alibi and sometimes they forget mm-hmm. you know sometimes they fucking didn't realize that they well, were supposed to be there for you what ex- what other excuses I've used fucking baseball games that I was playing in concerts that I was gonna go see but didn't go see mm-hmm. and ended up going and hanging out radio appearances usually someone else's. Be like, hey, I got to go hang out. It's Latitudes night. So I'll be out at Latitudes. I've used them. This is when it gets spurred on you. Like, chick calls, hey, I want you to come over right now, blah, blah, blah. Fuck, I got to find a way to get out right now. And I can't say that, hey, uh, you know, something's going on at Latitudes because she would wonder why I didn't say a long time ago. So I would be like, fuck, you know, 
shit, I forgot to do some production and all the voice works at the goddamn station. <sighs> do you mind if I go up there and do it? I'll be back as soon as I can. All right. Bye. The great thing about this company, they'll call you, and then they'll have the production ready later on and be like, hey, give a listen to what I fucking uh, made at the station. That's oh, the I, brilliance of this fucking company. I, I always had a backup for that, too, where I would have something that she hadn't heard yet. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the thing. The majority of the clients, 60% are men, range in ages from 25 to 60, but are mostly in their mid-40s. You keep cheating in your mid-40s. Yeah, I don't think you ever stop. Fuck. I'm a, I'm a well-documented I think, flatterer, yeah. and that's bad news. You'd really have to be broken by a chick. Just like, you know what? It's not worth it anymore. I'm not going to cheat. Instead of, I'm just not into it anymore. I think you're always into it, but then you finally get broken. There it is. Your number one story, I'm going to say, personally, for me, of all time, web service gives alibis for adulterers. Uh, next. Don't. Next. Just kidding. On the next I, episode. My chick loves the next guest. It's a bit. It's just for the quote unquote yeah, air. We're just talking bullshit. Internet air. None of it's real. Uh, Dubs, what would you like for people to do by next cast eight? Anything in particular? Of course, continue to spread the word of uh, the next cast. Only tell one friend, not multiple. You can't depend on all your friends. Just the one that laughs most uh, like you at the stuff that you guys uh, uh, find funny. If you find the same stuff funny, then get them this. I would like everybody to uh, just watch and enjoy the football. It's the sport of kings. It's better than diamond rings. It's football. Sundays in the snow, weekend warriors toe-to-toe. It's football. You know, that Florida game, there was a game that you wanted to come up with. Florida, basically, at this time, we try to guess what was going to happen by neck by the next next cast in Florida, yeah. Some crazy shit that happened. Let me just give you an example. Of something there's no way we'd have ever ever guessed this. An animal human murder suicide among the dead because I guess a guy took out his chick and thirty goats, seven dogs, a donkey, and a miniature horse or pony. That's the fucking state that we're living in right now. That we're trying like hell to escape. An animal human murder suicide. Just fucking lunacy, man. So next week, what do you think will happen by next week, Dubs? In, in Florida? Florida? Um, I'm saying a twelve year old rapes an eighty five year old. God damn, that's a strong one. Alright, we'll scour the fucking headlines and see if that happens. Somewhere in Sarasota. <laughs> by next Oh, why limit it? Uh by next cast eight. Hey, thank you for downloading. Thank you for checking out all the websites, all that kind of fun stuff. Until next time, we out, bitch, 5,000. 5,000.